Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Philippians chapter 3. We have been doing a series on from Philippians working through the, the, uh, the book. I'm going to preach on chapter 3 this morning. Uh, and the theme has been shine like stars. Are you twinkling? <laughs> I trust so. It doesn't, it doesn't cost much to smile. In fact, it's a good exercise because it uses a lot more muddles, muscles than frowning. So smile. God loves you. Turn to the person next to you and say, you know something? God loves you. <laughs> Paul writes that as Christians, we are citizens of heaven, which means we live out the values and the practices of heaven on earth our lives have eternal values that are expressed every day God wants us individually to be an influence onto the community in which God has placed us God wants us to share our love for Jesus Christ with our neighbours and sometimes it's simply just doing the little things. We've got a next door neighbour who is totally and completely deaf. Uh, But she's always coming round and you have to ask her what she wants and at least two or three times and then you need to reply in at least two or three times. You have to make sure you're looking straight in front of her and you have to pronounce your words properly so she can read your lips. But for some reason or other, she must feel there's something in us that is different. She actually went, she actually went to praise in the park and she couldn't cope with it because they were talking about God. What's God got to do with church? It's amazing, that's the type of people that we are living with. Chapter 3, we're going to read the first 11 verses. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but to you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of manipulation. For we are the circumcision. We worship God in the spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I have more so. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the Tiber of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the Lord a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is of the law, blameless. But what these things were gained to me, 
these I have counted lust for Christ. But indeed I also count all things lust for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. And being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may obtain to the resurrection from the dead. Verse 8 says, For indeed I also count all things lust, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, from whom I suffered all things, the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. Shine like stars. We're going to glow. A star is a luminous sphere of plasma held together by its own gravity. The nearest star to the earth is the sun. Many other stars are visible to the naked eye from the earth during the night, appearing as a multitude of luminous points in the sky due to the, their immense distance from earth. Each and every one of those stars have a function and a benefit to life here on earth. I understand if the, if the, the sun were to move perhaps a, a few hundred miles one way, we'd freeze to death. If it moved for, for a few hundred miles the other way, we'd burn to death. Yet every morning we get up and, and we look for the sun. It has a benefit on our lives. And so we need to be just like that. We need to have a benefit on, on the lives of other people. We need to portray the divine character. Well, I think we should all wear little rubber bands. Well, mine says I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Another one which I recommend is WWJD. What would Jesus do? So in whatever situation we are, we are questioning what would Jesus do in this situation we are to shine like stars how are we to live think and act what has Paul got to teach us he's a character isn't he this guy this guy is found in half of the New Testament I think we would find it sometimes very difficult to be a friend of Paul he loves Jesus and we love Jesus, but sometimes personal relationships are not always the easiest. And I'm sure it wouldn't have been the easiest with Paul. And so how this chapter breaks down. In, in verses 1 to 11, we have Paul's confidence in Christ. Uh, his confidence in Christ, not in the works of the law. 
We find in, in verses 12 to 14, we have the goal of, of Paul's Christian life. How do we think? And in verse 15 to 21, following Paul's example, we are looking for the future hope. This is how we act. The series is how do we live, think, or act? So we're going to, how should we live? What's the principles that this chapter is teaching us that, that will guide our lives? Well, it tells us in verse 3, it is not the cutting of our bodies that makes us children of God. It is the worship, it is worshiping him with our spirits. This is the only true circumcision. We Christians glory in what Christ Jesus has done for us and realise that we are helpless to save ourselves. The best day in your life is when you came to the end of yourselves. If you want to get right with God, the only way to get right with God is come to a place where you recognise that you are a sinner and you're lost. And to recognise that the, the cross of Calvary was to purchase your salvation and to bring you into a personal relationship with the living God. We put no confidence in, hu in human effort. Instead, we boast about what Christ has done for us. Paul goes on to say, as we get down into uh, chapter later in the chapter, he goes on to speak about the eightfold superiority of his flesh. He starts about boasting of what he could boast in. He was well qualified as a Jew. He was also well qualified as a Roman. So wherever he went, he was in a position of priority. He was qualified as a Roman citizen. And yet in the natural, his acts together, he, he speaks, I couldn't be more better qualified. But, 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 Paul had learned to know better. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. But indeed I count all things but for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, I count them as rubbish. All this spiritual experience, all this time at sitting at the feet of Gamaliel, all the time he'd become a Pharisee. He was part of the Sanhedrin. All the time he persecuted the church of Jesus Christ. All the time he was responsible for the martyrdom of many Christians. He said, I count all those as lost. What's most important is my personal loving relationship with my glorious Saviour. Savior. He knew better. He came to the place where the flesh had no profit. 
if we're going to shine as stars, we need to live as Paul lived. If we're going to shine as stars, we're going to live how Jesus lived. And these points I'm making three times in my notes. I want to give you some homework. It's good to have homework, isn't it? I want you to read Philippians chapter 3 on a daily basis. And I want you to ask God to give you revelation and spiritual understanding. I was listening to an, a, an elderly gentleman preach on, on, uh, on um, where were we listening to him? Channel 65. CBN. TBN, TBN, yeah. And he said, people are crying out for the rhema. They're looking for a, a rhema word from God. And he said, the way to find a rhema word from God is spend your time in the Logos. Don't just expect God to drop something in your spirit. Make sure you spend time in this book. And I put my tablet down when coming to church because I think the Bible's better. Apart from the fact if you move from one reference to another, you lose where you were in the first place. <laughs> but in the written word, it doesn't quite have that same effect. So take the book and take the chapter and say, God, what do you want to teach me through this word of God? I've got about 20 minutes, 25 minutes this morning. But the Holy Spirit has an eternity. If you will, you will just go to the book and say, God, what are you teaching me through this? What are you how can I live like Paul? Why should I live like Paul? Well, I tell you, because Paul says, I follow Christ, you follow me. What a challenge. He was so confident about his personal walk with God, he could say, I am an example for you to follow. Can you say that? Can you put the flag up and say, I, I am confident about my walk with God. I am confident where God has placed me. I want you to follow me. That's a challenge, isn't it? It means following you 24-7. It means everything about you is exposed. Paul was willing to allow that to take place. That is how to live. Then how are we to think? Ooh, hallelujah, where am I? Verse 13, this is how we are to think. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead. You cannot do anything about the failures of the past. You cannot do anything about the opportunities you have missed. And you need to make sure they don't become a, a, a major influence on your presence. You put them behind you. You may, yes, you've had to repent about them and you've had to commit them to God, but leave them there. Don't bring them up again. God has forgiven them. God has forgiven you. 
It's a totter, sheer waste of time. You can get jealous about other people and you, and you say, why can't I be like that? Well, you can't be like that. You are you and God wants you as you are. He wants you to get different and grow in God. But you are special to God. This is how you are to think. I reach forward to that which is before me in the race. I strain every nerve and muscle and use every ounce of my strength to win. My future depends on it. I'm running for my life. Paul gives you the impression that he is, all, as far as he's concerned, he's not interested in anybody else in the race. He wants to win. He wants the gold medal. He wants to be the champion. And that's not out of disrespect for the fellow competitors, but that is the passion of his heart. He wants to be something special for God in order to be an influence over other people. I press towards the mark. I pursue the white line. Boy, I was coming down the M5 the other day and I pursued the white line and I pursued the white line and I thought I was actually going to do a wall of death. I was getting so close to the edge. You know, you make, sometimes you make a decision as you drive and say, why on earth did I do that? It went from four lanes to three lanes. And I, instead of putting the brakes on and dropping behind, I decided to overtake and this, 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 this lane I was in got narrower and narrower and narrower. I mean, literally. Good job the wife was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you can spend the rest of the time driving and boy, why did I make that stupid mistake? Why did I make that stupid mistake? I hope nobody copied, copied that. Nobody, I hope no policeman was following me and all the rest of it. Why did I make that stupid mistake? That's no good, friends. I've got to drive another 150 miles. And if you're panicking about what you did, you're, you're gonna, it's going to affect the, your, the rest of your journey. So you need to put it out. But follow the white line. It's the white line that all runners must run. With a singleness of purpose, a passion for growth, for spiritual development is my, my focus of my attention. We're looking for the prize. I press towards the, the goal of the prize of the upward calling of Christ, of God in Christ Jesus. Homework? Read Philippians chapter 3 daily, asking God to give you revelation and spiritual understanding. So, how are we to act? Oh, you've taken the clock. Oh, you haven't. I thought you'd taken the clock away. We've got a bigger one there. So how are we to act? Well, we're to walk with God. We're to walk with Paul. We're to be an example. I'm a citizen of heaven. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. I'm, oh God, I've, got to, I've got to live and act in a way that 
not only do I know that I am right with God, but that I am showing the love of God to others. I have a responsibility. The poor fellow I overtook frightened him. He flashed his lights at me. I would have loved the opportunity to apologise personally. You know? We, we, we get road rage and people lose their cool and want to smash the, the cars up. But, but I don't do that. I, I really want to just stop the car and get out and say, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. That was a dreadful mistake. But they get, mostly, if you wave at them, they get the wrong impression. Paul had an eagerness for the second coming. You know, there's coming a day when Jesus is coming back. We don't talk about it very often these days, but there is coming a day when the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive, we shall caught up with them in the air. There's coming a day when we're going to be delivered from the presence of sin. You know, we have already been delivered from the power of sin. That's what it means, you're living like Christ because you've been delivered from the power of sin. But we are going to be delivered from the presence of sin. And the reality is, friends, is conversion is not the end, but simply the beginning. Realise that you and I, aren't we, Chris? You and I, Chris, are a work in progress. Whether it's spiritually or physically. <laughs> we've got a goal. We've got a passion. We've got a desire. We're a work in progress. And we need to give attention to and just not leave it up to the Holy Spirit. You know, some people can say, well, if the, if the Holy Spirit really wants me to do it, he, he'll prompt me. Yeah, well, sometimes he will. But a lot of the times, friends, is when the challenge comes to your heart. That's when the response needs to come. Where your treasure is, there is your heart. Back in April, at a conference in Bradford, we had the opportunity uh, to go around CAP headquarters. I walked around it and I thought, this is a brilliant organisation. It's, it's well organised, it's well developed. This is something I want to get involved with. A couple of weeks ago, I spent three weeks up at CAP having some training, come back shattered and was blessed and encouraged. That's why I'm involved in life skills. That's why I'm involved in what we're doing in this church through CAP. Just didn't leave it to the Holy Spirit. Well, perhaps the Holy Spirit prompted me. You know? But, but, but I saw an opportunity. I saw a need. The thought of doing some of the things that CAP, that CAM is doing, terrifies me. Because I'm different. Pray for CAM. Bless you, CAM. Bless you in that God-given ministry. <laughs> Don't leave it to the Holy Spirit. We all have a responsibility for all in the body of Christ. Do you love Jesus? 
You can say yes. You might want to say no inside your hearts because you're not really convinced. But if we love Jesus, friends, we want to be like Jesus. We want to share with Jesus. We, we talk to God. We want to share with God's word. We want to allow this word just to penetrate our spirits. We want to take our homework to heart. I'm serious about this. I wasn't very well yesterday. I was pretty awful, actually. I think I'd just done too much and wore myself out. And I was looking at my notes this morning. I thought, no, 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 I don't understand my notes. <laughs> and, um, uh, and so I thought, the thing to do is just read through the chapter again. Get the, get the word in you. Get the word in you. And allow the Holy Spirit to take what you're saying and apply it to other people's hearts. You, you have to judge whether the Holy Spirit is speaking to you through what I'm saying. But I want you to take this word, this chapter, chapter three, not what I'm saying, but what the Bible says, what the word of God says, what Paul is saying. Isn't it amazing that he actually says at the beginning of chapter three, finally, there's only four chapters and he's only done two chapters and the third chapter is finally. To write these things to you is not tedious. It is not, it's, it's so important, friends, that we prepare our hearts and our spirits and that we understand what, what, the, what type of lives we're living and what, what the world is all about. And that my Lord and my Saviour is coming back again. And that one day we're going to hone him as Lord and Saviour. So take Philippians chapter 3 daily and ask for revelation and spiritual understanding. May God bless you. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.